Hey there, welcome to Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank. This is season number four, episode number 12. How you doing, Frank? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm Dan Fox, by the way. That's and I'm my Frank friend. Knight, I guess. That's my friend, Frank. And also with us tonight is our friend, Jason, a.k.a. Huki Mahorsky. People's podcaster. What's the reason? What's the reason? We got a lot of stuff, Dan. Basically a doctor. Dan's on vacation. Nice to have you, Hook. You know how teachers are. So, a little roadmap for where we're going tonight and how we'd like to uh, do the podcast this week. Uh, been a lot of sports going on the last couple days here. It's been exciting. It's been fun to have this much sports going on. We have some rumors and some movement going on in Major League. We just want to briefly touch on that. Uh, we want to briefly touch on the NBA and NHL. We'll let Frank bra- brag about his Rangers. How are the Rangers doing? They lost the other day. Are the Devils in first? About 500. The, Yan- the, the Devils Army is still in first place. Yeah. Dan's favorite. And then we are going to take a look back at week number week number 10. Is Frank going to tell us about the Easton Peabar game? Frank can tell us about the Easton Peabar game. We're looking back at... Week 11. Week 11. We're going to week look back at week 11. And then uh, week 12 started yesterday on Thanksgiving. Indeed. And so Frank had a full day of football starting at 10 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and going all the way through till about uh, 11 o'clock at night. There was a, a full day of football there for him. So I did have a full day because I started with the Easton Phillipsburg game. That, that's what I'm referring okay, to. Thanks for filling us in. Yeah, eleven. I guess it was eleven. No, this is we. This is episode twelve. It started really at nine o'clock, but okay, not the we'll, game. But we'll my get day. there. We're okay. not talking about the game. All right, talking about, talking about practice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> talking about practice. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, some big rumors in Major League Baseball. Supposedly, Aaron Judge uh, visited this past week with the San Francisco Giants. That's yeah. not a rumor. Raise he that, did that. Raise that price, baby. So. How does that make you feel, Hook? Well, it's, it's not a rumor. He actually did that. Warm and fuzzy. Well, I mean, do you like the idea of him potentially going to a different team, or do you think he's just using the Giants to drive the price and the the needing neediness up for the Yankees? I mean, if you could go out to California right now with how cold it's been, wouldn't you? Well, San Francisco is not in Southern California. Did San I say Francisco. Southern California? Or did but I, I, California? I know, but I'm saying it's not really that much different weather-wise than here. In fact, many times it's colder there than it is here. I find that hard to believe. It's true. Even in February? I didn't say every time. Oh, I said okay. many times. Gotcha. I don't think any times. It, it is, yes. Um, so, <clears throat> I think it's interesting. I think it's a, his agent and a price-driving maneuver. Of course. Um, trying to... Frank, get- have you ever seen shots of San Francisco where people are wearing jackets? Yes. Really? At games, baseball games, yes. Never seen that. Gets cold there. I, I don't ever remember a full house. Any sort of snowing... The coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. <laughs> that's from that's from uh, the uh, twenty four hours, forty eight hours, forty eight hours. It is, but it's not sort not where it originated. I know, but that's a line from forty eight hours. What is that? That's a movie with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. Was Hemingway said that right? I don't know, but it was a, it's a movie with Nick Nolte and, and Eddie Murphy from the nineteen eighties. So you're telling me Golden Gate Bridge has signs that say. Uh, uh, what, are, what are those icy bridge signs? What do they say? Uh, 
could be icy. Fridge, icy. Freezes first or something. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Escape from Alcatraz. Why would I do that? I wouldn't even be in Alcatraz. <laughs> the waters in San Francisco get quite, quite cold, and the idea is that they didn't think anybody could really escape from Alcatraz because they would freeze to death in the water. Unless you're swimming really hard. Mm, really keep, hard. Keep your body temperature up. Really hard. Like so anyway, um, I'm pr- I, I like the fact that the that the agent is try- for Aaron Judge is trying to get a bidding war going. Uh, you need two participants in order to have a bidding war, and the Yankees have made it very clear that they have every intention of, of doing everything they can to retain Aaron Judge's services. And so... To appease their fans. Yes. Because they can't really let him go. They don't really have much else offensively. Do you think any of our listeners in San Francisco will email us and let us know what the temperature could is? Could be. You never know. Love it if they do that. If we get emails from Germany, we could get them from San Francisco. We got an email from Germany? Not, Not recently. You mean Sweden? <laughs> <laughs> what are you typing, Dan? I'm trying to find out what the exact temperature is. It's going to be cold. Feels like San Francisco. The the high today in San Francisco is 67 degrees. The low is 46 degrees. Mm. I would say that's significantly warmer than today. No, today's high here was 63 degrees. I don't believe that. Was it really? It was. was, That's what my car said as I was driving uh, to Newark, New Jersey to pick up Brian. Car talks to you? Not telling me the high. But I saw 55 earlier. Well, it was sixty. Six, it was in the sixties. Still close, though. So know. maybe because of how fast you were driving, it was heating up. <laughs> the air, the air was heating up yeah. on the surface of Friction. my car. Friction. Okay. So anyway, um, I, I think it's a interesting uh, maneuver to drive the price up. Um, Frank, you're not going to like this, but supposedly the um, Tampa Bay Rays are making a big play for Brandon Nemo. Nemo. Yeah. The, the Yankees uh, Hope called, they enjoy ca- called about a Mets pitcher. Brandon Nimmo won't be the difference between us having a chance to win a World Series or not. Yeah, but he's a pesky offensive I like player. him. I like him, but we're not going to overpay. Isn't he your leadoff guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really pesky. He's good at working account and yeah. so on. But and, you know. and being annoying and fouling off pitches and getting on base via walk or hit. Yeah, no, I like so. him. He's also a believer. Kind of like that, too. So. But, uh, you know, listen. He's not Willie Mays, okay? What what Yankees pitcher did the Mets? I mean, did, I mean, what Yan- Mets pitcher did the Yankees uh, inquire about? I don't remember. It was a big one, though. They called and asked about him. I saw it on Bassett, the gold standard. Maybe? A guy that's under because they have their, well, their have best Carrasco. pitcher. Their best pitcher is a free agent. Yeah, I think the Yankees mm-hmm. called Degrom. Yeah, might be him. But good De- luck with him. Degrom uh, pitched. He was healthy that most of this past year. Oh wow! But that's so was rich. He didn't play until June. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It yeah, was, I thought he pitched most of this year. No, he, he didn't play all season until June, and then June's pretty early in the season. Didn't get though, hurt from that point on. Thankfully, made you three months in, halfway through the season, he missed a little time, but not because of an injury, just maintenance. Yeah, because I mean, he's a guy that change, you ha- change in oil. Yeah, he's a guy that you have to keep an eye on because he's been injured and missed large chunks of the past three seasons. Yeah, I, I listen, he's an all timer, but I don't I the idea of signing him to a multi year a long multi year contract 
with the injury history he has scares me. But, you know, do I want him to go to the Braves and win a World Series with them? No. So I think you almost have to sign him if he will sign. But Bryce Harper had uh, Tommy John surgery um, on his elbow that had been ailing him for most of this past season. I didn't know he, Tommy John was a doctor. Tommy John was a pitcher. That the then why procedure... did he do surgery on Bryce Harper? <clears throat> He's dead, actually. Uh, Tommy okay. John was a pitcher who, who injured his elbow, and there was an experimental... Uh, procedure by at Dr. The time Frankenstein that was done on Tommy John. He knows this. That replaced the ligament in his elbow with a cadaver uh, lig- ligament, and after some uh, a full year away, he did was he able say a- abracadaver? I know it's always Tommy John surgery. So it's called Tommy John surgery after him, but it it's really affects pitchers. Pitchers, it's very common in pitchers. It's not so common in fielders, but. Fielders, it doesn't. Deca- it doesn't. Um, so you're projecting Bryce Har- Harper to pitch next year? No, Bryce Harper hurt his elbow. Just play the outfield. He he hurt his elbow. It'd be hard to pitch from the, the outfield in the early part of the season, and the Phillies shut him down for a month and a half, and then he came back and he was a DH only uh, for the rest of the season. He couldn't play the field. Not because of that, though, right? Yeah, it was because because uh, he got hit by a pitch, and didn't that. Wasn't that broke that his hand. That wasn't the that reason. broke his hand later, and his spirit, and he missed more time because of that. But he was DHing because he can't throw the ball. Uh, he can't okay, play the designated that. hitting. Thank you for filling Correct. me in on that. I don't know if all our listeners know the abbreviations. So um, it's going to be interesting because supposedly, with recovery from the surgery, Harper's going to be out until July, and there's the Phillies oh, wow. are saying that he may be able to come back and and DH in May. <clears throat> but he definitely can't play the field until July. Well, now that they won the World Series. Oh, wait, they didn't win it. That's right. Um, Mets didn't even make it anywhere near as far. So, <laughs> Oh, now Dan's on so. the bandwagon. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was Once an interesting... Once again, the team with Harper on it doesn't win a World Series. I, I just thought it was interesting that they uh, that he had that surgery. Wow. Oh. I didn't realize this was going to become a bash Dan. Uh, not Dan. Phillies, I'm not bashing you. I just thought it was bashing the Phillies, not you. <laughs> Well, in bashing the Phillies, you're bashing me. Um, You've got plenty of time left to bash you. All right, so enough baseball. Uh, Moving on, uh, NBA. Hook, do you have any strong feelings about the NBA? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, is anyone doing good? Well, yeah, there's definitely some teams that are doing well. Yeah. Um, Are they local? No, well, no, well, I mean, Boston is in first place in the Eastern Conference, and you know they're they're they have a stellar record at fourteen and four. The Stellars? No, I said they have a stellar record. And then Milwaukee is right behind them at twelve and five. Cleveland, surprisingly, is right behind them at twelve and six. Hmm. Um, if the playoffs were to start now, my Philadelphia 76ers would be out of the playoffs, and Frank's New York Knickerbockers would be in the playoffs. The Brooklyn Nets would also be out of the playoffs. In the Western Conference, Phoenix uh, has c- come out to a hot start. Denver is kind of surprising everybody because Denver, uh, Denver and Utah were sort of expected to take a step back this year, but they're both playing very well. And in the top four of the Western Conference, uh, Zion Williamson has the New Orleans Pelicans in third place in the Western Conference. Um you know, some teams that are surprising. Portland 
it would be out of the playoffs. Dallas would be out of the playoffs. Golden State would be out of the playoffs. The Lakers would be out of the playoffs. Yeah, well. So, I mean, that's kind of surprising, mm-hmm. uh, you know, considering those teams and their pl- payroll, that they currently would be out of the playoffs. Obviously, there's an awful lot of season to play yet, but, you know. If only I cared about basketball. Okay, Frank, go ahead and brag about your Rangers. Uh, they're 500. Okay, which is better than my my Flyers are. Yeah, it's a long season. We'll wait and see. Too so, long, actually. But uh, I expect them to be right there towards the end. Who how do you feel about your New Jersey Devils? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right up top of that Eastern Division. Yep. Yes. They're, they're really playing well. Yep. And, uh, you know, leading the Metropolitan Division. Mm-hmm. With 32 points. Boston does have a better record than them with 36 Bastard. points. Uh, They're pretty good. On a tear. They were pretty good last year, too. Yeah. In the Western Conference, you've got the Dallas Stars in first place, and then the Vegas Golden Knights in first place as well. Making a comeback. The Seattle Kraken. Release the Kraken! That's right. Are in second place in their division. Mm. How's Tampa Bay doing in the East? The Tampa Bay... Lightning, the Ning, so to speak. I'd know all this, but are in fourth place. But Rich has my phone, so and he's trying to help. It's a good thing that he has it. Should I call Ed Rich? If I had my my phone on me, I'd act. I could act like I knew what I was talking about. Okay, all right. Well, that uh, well, if Hookie wants us to transition, then we are going to transition. So let's transition. Try to To what? Really, we're transitioning already. I should do the read. Well, you know, we hold this podcast in Dan's basement. He set up this palatial studio for us, and we're very grateful to Dan for his hospitality, always. Made for most of the equipment, too, and not all of it. Gave us spaghetti today. Gave us spaghetti. Very grateful for his hospitality, as I said. So, Fox Alarms, Fox Brothers Alarms, is a local... Alarm company that has been in business for over 50 years. It's 1972, Hookie, they started doing this. And uh, you want to hear their core value statement? I don't. Okay. We'll skip this core, tour, the core value statement this time. But next time, just know that we're going to do it. What do they do? They do burglar alarms, fire alarms, security alarms, access control, automatic services, and remote services. And they serve in protecting homes and businesses in eastern Pennsylvania and western New Jersey. One thing is great about them, you get a free evaluation. So to get started in protecting your home or business, you can do two things. First, I always say first, you can just pick up the phone and dial 1-800-FOX-BROS, B-R-O-S, 1-800-FOX-BROS. And when you do that and somebody answers, you want to ask for? Mark. That would be Dan's younger brother. Or you can go on the internet and go to www.foxbrothersalarms.com. www.foxbrothersalarms.com. And get started in securing the things that need protection. I would would like to say I still have a snowblower available. Good to know. (laughs) If anybody's, no one's, you know, made a cash deposit on it at this point. Snow is coming, people. It may come. One other thing. It might snow more in San Francisco. Fox so. Brothers Alarms has a Facebook page. So you want to check them out on Facebook. That's a good way to 
find out more about them, which we also have a Facebook page attached to this podcast. Should I make a Facebook page for, for the snowblower? <laughs> you could. You could if you wanted to. Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, try to sell it on there. Yep, Marketplace. Just remember, it's tax taxable. Does d- does that reach the people out in San Francisco who, who get feet, feet of snow? Well, uh, maybe in the mountains they might get feet of snow in San Francisco. Because I mean, it's pretty cold out there. so I, I imagine, It can be. I imagine they get a lot of snow. They probably do. I mean, all the pictures of San Francisco I've ever seen have been covered in snow. So if you want to know more about Fox Brothers Alarms on Facebook or Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank, when you get on Facebook, you just punch in the little, uh, what do you call that thing up top, Dan? The camera. The search bar. The little window, the search bar. You just punch in the name of the show or you punch in uh, in, uh, Fox Alarms, Fox Brothers Alarms, and the page will pop up. Everything relating to it's our like a magic program, machine. everything relating to our program on Facebook is on the Facebook page. So, um, interestingly enough, Hook, uh, because of their pro- of San Francisco's proximity to the to the water, uh, San Francisco does not get much snow throughout the course of the year. The last major snowstorm How that convenient. they had was in 1976. However, city residents are accustomed to thick fog and cold weather. Mm-hmm. Cold is a relative term, Dan. I'm just telling you what the... And since it was 10 degrees warmer there today. It, so, anyway. Actually, 12 degrees based on... So, Rich, do we have any uh, emails? No. Any emails from a particular person that lives in the Brooklyn area where I just was? Again, no. Is that why you went there, Dan? No. By the way, the email address is sportswithfoxandfrank at gmail.com. Did, did you end up go, going to the baptism on Saturday? No. I didn't know there was a baptism. Rich invited you. It I saw him invite you. It wasn't. No, no. That was supposed to be Sunday. And What did I say? Saturday? You Saturday. Oh, you didn't go? It was supposed to be Sunday, and I saw Rich at church, and he said. Surprisingly. That I did not, that he didn't want me to go. Oh. So. Well, that was nice of him. I was willing, ready, and able, and willing to go. Yeah, and I was told I, I was wow. told abort mission. That's kind of so harsh. I I'm trying to find a place that customizes um, uh, earrings for uh, for uh, Christmas for Rich. I want to get something that says "out of order" to give him. Well, Frank, I wanted to take a few minutes here, and I wanted to give you the opportunity to tell us about your experience at the Easton Phillipsburg game. Let me just lay the groundwork here. Easton uh, is a little town here in Eastern Pennsylvania, uh, right along the Delaware River, as far east as you can get in in the state of Pennsylvania, parallel with New York City. And Phillipsburg is the first city that you come to uh, if you're in Easton and you're heading across the river into New Jersey. Right on the other side of the river is is the town of Phillipsburg. And for over 110 years, Easton and Phillipsburg have been playing each other on Thanksgiving morning. Uh, They play each other in in football, the two high schools, at a neutral site, which is um, Fisher Field, which is Lafayette College's football stadium. 
And this has been a tradition for a long, long time. And it's uh, for the two communities, this football game is a big deal. It sells out every year. And uh, people come from all, that are from here but have moved to other places, come home, and they all and, and a lot of them go to this football game. This football game is a big deal in these two communities. And Frank actually attended in person uh, that football game on, on Thanksgiving morning uh, this year. So, Frank, tell us a little bit about your Easton Phillipsburg. Um, well, I just need to add high school football. for the preface, Easton is four times the size of Phillipsburg, the high school. I was so going to get to that. That's the magic. We'll let here. Hookie say it instead. Yeah. Just throw that in there. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And as Hookie said, Easton, being a more populated high school, uh, they have a lot more to choose from as far as uh, players, and you would assume that that would give them an edge in terms of quality of their team. Um, and I've attended the game probably about four times now in the last seven years, and in that seven-year period, um, Easton won all seven. No, that's not true. They won seven years in a row until this years year. In a row. They Easton said, won six years in a row. Yeah, that's not what everybody at the game well, said. Everybody but at the okay. game is wrong. They were six so years they won in a row. six years in a row. And Service Electric lied to us again. This year, though, Phillipsburg pretty much took it to them. Uh, they, they, in every aspect of the game, they pretty much dominated and won 35 to 7. They pretty much just blew them out. It was a well, great experience for, for me. Personally, I went to a different high school. I didn't go to either Easton or Phillipsburg, but I've lived, I now live in the Easton area, and before I lived in the Phillipsburg area. So I don't have a vested interest, but I find myself rooting for Phillipsburg typically, probably because I'm more inclined to root for underdogs. So it was kind of cool to watch them just take it to Easton and win the game this year. Uh, it, but one thing about it, because it's on Thanksgiving, it could either be really cold kind of cold or it might be unseasonably warm this time it was just everyday average and where you sit at the game makes all the difference you can either be sitting with the sun shining on you or not so this year it was a little chilly but not super cold anyway enjoyed watching the game and and watching the underdog win the game after six losses well they they weren't underdogs but anyway um that's true they were a favorite this year so um, I was hoping you'd talk more about the, the, the pageantry and stuff of the game, but um, I'm a, I am a, actually a teacher in the Easton School District, and um, I'm also a, an alumnus of Easton High School. And so leading up, this game kind of is a really big deal. You know, Phillipsburg is our main rival, is Easton's main rival in pretty much every sport. And uh, the, the sports that it really comes down to that are competitive, really competitive that everybody in both communities really care about are football and wrestling. Mm-hmm. And um, this year, um, Phillipsburg had a really good team. They lost in their sectional championships for the state championship um, in the state of New Jersey. And Easton had, as a, had only had three wins all year. But because of the size that I didn't know. But because of the size of Easton, um, most people assume that Easton would make it a competitive game. Not just anyway. size of the amount of people you know to choose from, but also they're looking at the players on the field. They were larger as a whole. So 
Then leading up to the game, there is there's a parade that goes through Phillipsburg on uh, Wednesday night. There's a parade that goes through Easton, starting in Center Square and goes all the way up to Easton High School, um, all the uh, at um, at William Penn Highway there. And then Easton has a bonfire for, uh, Wednesday night. And uh, it's very highly attended. They have several thousand people come out to the bonfire. Uh, the bonfire is built by the seniors at Easton High School. And the seniors are given uh, the day on uh, on Tuesday and, and Wednesday morning to build the, the stack the wood for the bonfire. Um, then on uh on Tuesday night, the seniors actually camp out and sleep out around the bonfire uh, that they've built. Uh, they say, why? Well, uh, back in the 1970s, uh, some Phillipsburg students, while Easton was actually in the uh, – while, while they were in – doing their uh, pep rally, some Phillipsburg students came over and actually lit the bonfire on fire on Wednesday afternoon, and <clears throat> much to the dismay of, of Easton. And so ever since then, the, the seniors sleep out around the, the, the bonfire, wood, the wood stack. And uh, it's really a neat tradition, and it's, it's, it's part of the tradition. And both schools have, a, have an amazing pep rally uh, on Wednesday, the last day of school before Thanksgiving, and there's a lot of hype to the game, and it really means a lot to both programs and both schools. And it's exciting and fun to be a part of, and and fun to uh, observe. The kids really get into it, and it's 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 a great experience and a great tradition for the kids to have in this area. So, um, not many schools in the in across the country play a play a, a Thanksgiving Day football game anymore. In the 1950s and 60s, that kind of thing was very common. Uh, but in fact, Hookie's alma mater, Nazareth, used to play Wilson High School every year on Thanksgiving. I thought it was Northampton. I thought you guys played Wilson. I don't believe so. Okay, well, Nazareth used to have a um, a, a Thanksgiving rivalry game uh, that they abandoned some time ago. But it's been neat to see Easton, the Easton Phillipsburg game has been on uh, national television through ESPN a total of three times in their history. And it's, it's been really neat to see it covered and, and be a part of all that. And this year, Phillipsburg, congratulations, they stomped Easton. Uh, but it's not just about the football players. It, it's about the, the the bands and the cheerleaders and, and everybody that's associated with the football programs and stuff like that. It really means a lot to all the kids. And it's a great tradition. It's a great experience for them. So um, I'm very thankful and proud that um, that you know my school district is part of, of all that and, and keeping that tradition alive and going. Then, um, so... Then after that, uh, we had there was some NFL games on. But um, Hook, I just wanted to ask you the question here: uh, There is one big college football game tomorrow that it outshines all the others. That being the Michigan versus Ohio State. Ohio State being the number two team in the country, and Michigan being the number three team in the country, going to Ohio State. And last year, for the first time in at least six or seven tries. Uh, Michigan finally was able to defeat Ohio State in that rivalry last year. And Jim Har Harbaugh was able to use that to propel his program to the national championship uh, national championship uh, playoffs. So 
Um, do you think, first of all, who do you like in this game tomorrow? And then second of all, do you think it's going to propel one of these teams into the national championship playoffs? Oh, that was a lot. Um, are you, you're still talking about Ohio State, Michigan. Um, yeah. Um, I like the home team. That would be Ohio State. Yeah, sure. I'll go with that one then. Okay. And do you think it's that if Ohio State wins, it's going to propel them to the national championship playoffs? I don't know. I was just going through my college football text from John. Um, he said that both teams' first string running backs are not 100% for the game. Correct. But I know that he has Ohio State in the national championship. Okay. Um, uh, so I would imagine that he thinks, yes, it's a propelling okay. thing here. Frank, what do you think about Ohio State and Michigan? I really probably not qualified to talk about it. I don't know much difference between the two teams. One's, I would find myself blue and yellow. probably rooting for Ohio State, though. It's uh, maize and blue. They have, they are corn colored. They're maize and blue. They're corn colored. That, that if you were to say that to a uh, diehard Michigan person, they are maize and blue. They're well, not. I know some Michigan people. I might say it too. Well, they're they're definitely they would be offended if you said yellow and blue. Well, they might listen to this, so, so. they might be offended. Probably <clears throat> just watch it and try to enjoy it. So I, I just think that Ohio State is more of a spread offense. Uh, passing attack with three receivers primarily on the field at all times. And Ohio State lately in the last five years or so has been a factory of producing NFL receivers. Mm -hmm. And When um, you say they're maize and blue, do you mean they're lost and sad? No, I'm talking about Ohio State. Ohio State is... Not maize and blue. That's Michigan. I know. I was just going backwards to be entertaining. Okay. I thought it might help the podcast. So anyway... um, Ohio State will run the ball occasionally, but they don't run the ball. That's not the primary function of their offense. They're more of a spread, uh, quick pass attack, uh, primarily. Whereas Ohio- uh, Michigan uh, is more, much more of a power running team. They do throw the ball, but they got to throw the th- ball. They throw the ball more primarily to their backs and tight ends. Uh, and they do hit their receivers, very talented receivers, usually for big gains and big plays. So they spread it out quite a bit is what you're saying. No, they run the ball. Who else can they throw it to if not the running they, backs, tight ends, and wide receivers? They primarily throw the ball to their backs and tight ends. Um, so I think it's a, a difference of philosophy and, and personnel, and whoever is able to impose their will on the other is going to be the one that, that wins the game. Or whoever pays, plays better defense, I guess. Yeah, or whoever scores pretty, the most. Both of them have pretty ferocious defenses. And I, I mean, I know like this, a lot of the so-called experts are picking Ohio State. Ohio State is an eight-point favorite in that game. But I can see a path that Michigan can win this game. There's always a path. So on. is that so, who you're picking, Dan? No, I wouldn't pick Michigan. But I can see a path where if they're able to dominate time of possession and run the ball with some consistency sure. that they could win. But you don't think sense. that'll happen? I, I don't. Okay. So you're siding with the so-called experts? Well, yeah, I'm just saying that the way I've watched both of these teams play several games and smash my Cornhuskers on several occasions. That's, um, that's not a fair bar. Well, they both have smashed the Cornhuskers. Yeah, so I, I think I think Phil, uh, Philsburg could smash the Cornhuskers. Come Not Easton, but I know what they did Come to on. Easston. Maybe. Yeah. Come on now. <clears throat> anyway, so that's going to be the big game tomorrow. Uh, it kicks off shortly after noon um, on Fox. So um, hopefully, Rich will have the podcast up by then. So I doubt that. 
I'm sure you Let's will. take a look back at week number 11 in the NFL. Okay, week 11. We'll start at the top. We should. 1 o'clock games. Chicago at Atlanta. Atlanta was a three-point favorite, and Atlanta outlasts them 27-24. Right, they won by three points. In that game, Dan, you were the lone wolf, so congratulations. You took uh, Atlanta. You're welcome. Lucky pick. Well, Atlanta tried to give that game away, but um, seems like uh, Chicago kept trying to give it back to them. Yeah, two teams that, you know, they're not real serious contenders for anything. But uh, So 27-24 Atlanta. Then uh, we had Buffalo and Cleveland played. Now there was the big snowstorm up in Buffalo, so the game was played in Detroit. And Buffalo managed to beat Cleveland 31-23. I, I feel like Josh Allen doesn't seem like himself ever since the elbow injury, which, you know, obviously is a factor. But... He's done, maybe missing there. Maybe he, he needs uh, t- a Tommy John to perform surgery maybe. on Maybe. He's such a good player. I'm going to be wrong, but I wonder if he's quite right yet. Well, in that game, uh, cl- that game was not as close as that score would seem to indicate. So, you know, uh, Buffalo pretty much handed it to Cleveland in that game. Wasn't gotcha. It, wasn't it pretty close at halftime? We all picked Buffalo. Cle- Cleveland had the lead for a while. Yeah, in the first quarter, and then in the second quarter, it basically was a little neck and neck, but in the second half, Buffalo pulled away in that third quarter. Cleveland's path to win in that game would have been their running game, and it didn't happen. That's why I was hoping the game would be in the snow. So I think Cleveland yeah. would have won that one. So Philadelphia, they went to Indy, and Indianapolis' uh, second game with Jeff Saturday as their coach. Uh, they... Philadelphia manages to pull it off 17-16. Kind of an ugly game for Philly, but they did get the win. They got the win, but, you know, basically Indianapolis handed them that game. And a little little sad because, you know, uh, everybody was talking about the great play that that Hurd uh, Hurd made at the the end of the game uh, to score on a quarterback keeper. And, I mean, he he scored on the play. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but... uh, the Eagles should have never been in that situation, down by down by six points at that point in the game with the clock with the time running out and everything. And so, it, it just it was a pathetic showing. It looked like they were going to lose. It really did look like an upset. But uh, so some people would say Philly got lucky, but give them credit, they won. Got to give them credit. Give them credit. New England hosted the Jets. They were a three-and-a-half-point three favorite. This was an ugly game all throughout. It was 3-3 for the longest time. And New England managed to uh, run back a kick and thus won the game 10-3. to three. Controversial because there was a, an illegal block in the back that happened right around where the, were, where the kick, where the kick was, was uh, caught. Mm-hmm. And then as the, as the uh, returner was... Uh, was breaking into the open on the jet side of the field there was a pretty obvious clip that happened where a guy for for from New England hit a jets player in the back right. below the waist and it should have been a flag with a clipping then both of those were fairly obvious mm-hmm. and uh, and neither of them was called so you know those people who claim that the NFL's fixed or rigged um, we're making their case. I do feel like referees have lost a lot of credibility this year because uh, 
after Sunday, they often go to the referee committee, whatever, to verify things. And they just blanketly verify things without any real explanation, right. including referees asking for autographs. And um, they, uh, I don't know, they, they just don't seem to, you know, it'd be nice if they came out sometime and said that someone was wrong. Instead, yeah. they just blanketly confirm everybody was right and we have eyes. So New England got the win. We were split on this. Uh, and Dan and Alan picked New England and got the win. Um, the thing is that after the game, Wilson was uh, in a press conference was asked if he took any ownership for the loss because of the, how the offense played. Right, quarterback of the Jets. And he Wilson. pretty much blew that off um, as no. And now he's benched. And I think there's no coincidence there. Like I think there, there's a, a riff in the uh, uh, clubhouse over this. Right, because the defense in for the Jets is the fifth best defense in the whole NFL, and they are playing very well. And then the offense does almost nothing to help them on yeah. their side of the ball, and they're playing lights out on their side, doing their jobs. And and then the quarterback stands up there and says, "Oh no, you know we don't owe them anything." And you know, you can't have that. One thing I think is interesting is the Jets, in benching uh, Wilson, they, instead of starting Flacco, who, you know, has a resume, and they're a team in contention based on their record, but chose to go with White, the third stringer. Mike White. So, interesting choice there. Former Cowboy Mike White. Yep. Then we had New Orleans hosting the L.A. Rams, who are just... They've fallen apart after winning a Super Bowl, and New Orleans beat them 27-20. Again, we were split in this one. Dan and myself got this one right. You're welcome. Not a whole lot to say here. New Orleans, they, they don't seem like much of a contender, and the Rams are just, like I said, after losing Cooper Cup especially, they're done. Well, right. What was puzzling about that game was that uh, Jamison, uh, Jameis Winston was healthy enough to play, mm-hmm. and they went from the, the from their starter – uh, the red pop gun, and completely bypassed Jameis Wilson, uh, Jameis Winston, and and played uh, the third stringer instead of him. That was what was somewhat puzzling to me. I didn't see a lot of the game, but I understand they kept alternating um, uh, the red rifle and also Taysom Hill a little bit. So apparently they did it a lot in the game, but right. Hill's numbers didn't re- reflect it. But so then we had uh, the Giants hosting Detroit Lions who were looking for their third straight win, something they hadn't done in so long. And Hookie Lone Wolf has won for the Detroit Lions, and sure enough, they pulled it off. They beat the Giants 31-18. So, nice pick. Congratulations, Hookie. I know, I'm incredible. You are. It was amazing. <laughs> However, the next one didn't work out as well. Baltimore was a 13-point favorite against Carolina. You went with Carolina, and unfortunately... You lone wolf that one, and unfortunately, Carolina well, didn't come Well, to be fair, I was lied to. Okay. I was told P.J. Walker was starting, ah. and he did not. So 13-3 Baltimore. If, if, if Rich plays it back, I specifically made the pick based on that information. Yeah. So in this Thank one, you for lying to me. Lamar Jackson looked kind of average. Who lied to Dan did. Or Frank did. Okay. Lamar Jackson Dan, looked kind of average in this out of my game. Mouth first, but it was he, I don't know what's up with Lamar Jackson, although he was said to have had some kind of illness leading up to the game. But some sort of flu bug. He hasn't been his dynamic self lately against a Carolina team that really doesn't have a lot to play for, but 
So I'm wondering about him. We'll see how he does this week. Washington was at Houston. They were a three-point favorite in Houston, and Allen decided to lone wolf this one for Houston, but Washington beat them 23-10, to 10, and Washington's been on quite a roll. Are they for real? Yes. No. Yeah. Division champs. I tend to lean with Dan's. Uh, I mean, I think they're a decent enough team. I think they're gonna. It's gonna come right down to the wire of whether or not they are eligible for a for a wild card mm-hmm. towards the end of the season. But I just think with the schedule that the entire NFC East has, it's hard to say that they're not fraudulent. Now, their front seven on defense is the truth. Yeah, uh, they have one of the best front sevens of their defensive linemen and linebackers in the entire NFL. However, their offense and I'm and especially their offensive line is greatly lacking, and it's just a matter of time before that little quarterback gets smacked around again, and he's out. So, all right, so Washington pulls it out, and Houston continues to pummel in the wrong direction, Taylor, or plummet rather in the wrong direction. Taylor Heineke, yeah. Las Vegas was at Denver in the Who Cares Bowl. Two teams headed in the wrong direction in the AFC West. And Denver was a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but Las Vegas won 22-16. We were split again on this one. So, uh, Hookie and Allen got this one right. Dynamic duo. Yep, I'm telling you. So, again, nobody really cared about that game. Then we had uh, a game that was very interesting where Dallas went to uh, Minnesota. And uh, Minnesota was sporting a one only one loss in the season. The Cowboys came in there and just handed it to them. They were a one-and-a-half-point favorite in Minnesota and beat them 40-3. to yeah. Dallas just did everything right in this game. I got this one wrong, um, clearly wrong. You had lone-wolfed it for Minnesota. Yeah, I, I just um, I thought Minnesota was going to play better, but I think it was a snowball effect. Um, Dallas came out, and their defense uh, really knocked uh, Minnesota on their heels early on in that game with Micah Parsons forcing a fumble from Kirk Cousins in a, in a strip sack. And I think the, ball, the snowball started rolling, and there was no way that Minnesota was able to slow it down or stop it from rolling down the hill. Ironically, our resident cowboy hater decided to pick Dallas. And Well, like I said before, when you have a game like Minnesota and Buffalo had two weeks ago, the team that wins typically does very poorly the following week. Ha. Okay. So 40-3, to three, pretty much a domination on the Cowboys' uh, part. Next, we had Cincinnati, a four-point favorite in Pittsburgh. And Cincinnati seems to be uh, rolling now. And, you know, their quarterback is playing really well, even though they're missing their best wide receiver. They won 37-30 in Pittsburgh. Dan, you had lone wolf this one for Pittsburgh. You had a feeling, but didn't come through. I thought Pittsburgh's defense would play better. And, and Pittsburgh's defense... <laughs> One of the things that really made me mad on uh, on Sunday afternoon was the fact that I was watching the Cowboys game with great joy. That made you watch, mad? Watching, no, watching the game and enjoying it, even though it was a blowout. But then uh, the CBS decided that they were going to switch games yeah. and go to the Steelers game, Steelers-Bengals game, because it was more competitive. And when they switched, it was more competitive, yeah. and the Steelers were actually winning. And, but then from the point they switched on, uh, the Bengals just rolled right over the Steelers and, and took the game. So it wasn't really competitive. I mean, it was a one-score game, so it wasn't that competitive. 
Well, the Steelers were winning, and it just seemed like the the Bengals, as soon as the national audience kicked in, the, they kicked it in the high gear, and the game was pretty much over. For Cincinnati, Joe Mixon did get injured in this game, and so he'll be out this week. But Samaj P. Ryan played really well. Yeah, and he'll start. Next, we had Tukey's game. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs were a five-point favorite going into the L.A. Chargers uh, for Sunday Night Football. And uh, this was the Travis Kelsey game, as which a lot of them are. Scored three touchdowns in the game and pretty much uh, was the difference as Kansas City beat the Chargers 30-27. to I had lone wolf this for the Chargers. So, came down kind of to the wire. Yep, thoughts, Rich, you're your thoughts welcome. about your Chiefs there? Thank you. You're welcome. Hookie, your thoughts about your Chiefs? Yeah, Chiefs um, got a lot of people injured. That was my thought. They, a lot of players got hurt. They're not super long-term injuries, but they're going to be banged up for a few weeks. But hopefully that gives them an opportunity to build more depth within their team to be strong headed into the playoffs. You're getting one of your receivers back this week, I understand. Juju. Yeah. So, But other people went on. Kadarius Tony got hurt right away. He's out. Yeah. Nicole's out. Yep. Clyde Edwards Lair's out. So, But they keep winning, so that's, that's what, what matters. That's what they do. Next, we had Monday Night Football. Oh, by the way, yeah, I said I will have moved it. Monday Night Football was San Francisco, eight-point favorite in Arizona without Kyler Murray. And San Francisco just really took it to them. They dominated the game 38-10. to 10. San Francisco must have felt, felt just at home in, in, uh, or in Arizona. Or I guess the opposite. They probably, it was, yeah, it was warmer there because it's so cold well, in San Francisco. It's a dome, you know, yeah. so controlled yeah. temperature. All those snow games in San Francisco. Climate controlled. <laughs> no fog. That one, we all picked San Francisco, so that was a no-brainer. And that was the Week 11 slate. Uh, you want to know how we did? Sure. Dan, 7-6. and six. I was 8-5. and five. Hookie and Allen, both 9-4. and four. Hookie had a week. I had two 16-0 weeks before that. How about that? For the season, Dan, you're 92-60. and 60. I'm 84-68, and 68. so the competition between us, not that close. Hookie. 43 and 53, starting to creep up to 500. It's actually getting not closer. true because you and lied about my Allen, picks. 71 and 37. So when you're not here, you pick against Dan. It's just a standard. All right. Lone, have- Lone Wolves. Guess it I'll could be worse. Quickly, Lone Wolves stand for the week, 1 and 2. You're 6 and 7 for the season. I was 0 and 1. I'm 0 and 2 for the season. Hookie, you were 1 and 1, 14 and 29 for the season. Don't. And Allen was 0-1. He's 2-2 two two for the season on the Lone Wolves. We also picked the Thanksgiving games last yeah. week. Yeah, I was we going to like, I have them here. And so if you want to jump right into this week already? I mean, it is part of this week. Well, I mean, we, since it's already happened. Okay, well, we just didn't know fine. if you want to do the song or not. We'll do that when we do the rest of the week 12, right, Dan? Correct. Okay. That seems weird. I picked right up on that right away. The song typically wakes our uh, listeners back up. Well, there's going to be a You'll get it. You'll get it. I'm just saying. Just be patient. In the Thanksgiving Day games, which was yesterday, as we do this, Buffalo started it off against Detroit, and they pretty much managed to squeak one out against Detroit, who really should have won this game, in my opinion. The Lions line. Buffalo wins 28-25. It was close, right down to the wire. 
Detroit had a chance to put it away. Instead, they got conservative. I do think on the play where they kicked the, the where the Lions kicked the field goal at the end of the game mm-hmm. with a fourth and one, and they should have went for it. I was hoping they would too. But even whether they went for it or not, they were conservative on the whole set of plays inside the red zone there. Yeah, and kind of just played for the field goal, sort of. But they should have taken more time off the clock. That too. It wasn't yeah. a whole lot on there when Buffalo got the ball, but they managed to go down the field and score a field goal and win the game with virtually no time left. Correct. Dan? Yeah, just uh, Buffalo uh, really seemed like they were letting Detroit hang around in that game. Buffalo was clearly the better team, but uh, they let they let the Lions hang around, but then the Lions did Lions things, and came up short yeah in this game von miller for buffalo got hurt that is not good news for them uh it turned out not to be catastrophic to his knee but he'll be out a little bit at least a little while so not sure how that'll end up hurting them in the long run but he's an important player on their defense and then we had the uh four o'clock game was dallas hosting the giants and the cowboys Pretty much handled them 28-20. to 20. It started out, the Giants had some moments, and they were ahead at halftime. But the Cowboys stormed back and, and like I said, won 28-20. Uh, we, had, we were split on this one. Everybody picked Buffalo, by the way. We were split on this one. Dan and I taking Dallas and Hookie and Allen taking the Giants. So our Cowboys look pretty good. Actually, 28-20 is... Looks closer than the game really was. Well, there's definitely some home cooking there by the officials. Oh, stop game. it. The Giants were missing a lot of players in this game, uh, especially on defense. So uh, they really couldn't keep up in the long run. That's what it came down to. Sounds like they kept up when it's a one-score game. So our Cowboys are right there with the best in the league, record-wise, and we'll see what happens. Next, uh, the final game on uh, Thanksgiving Day was Minnesota hosting New England. This was an interesting matchup, especially with New England's ability to kind of stop what you do best. Jefferson, though, for uh, Minnesota, had actually a pretty good game, and you figure he would have been the guy they were trying to shut down. So Minnesota won 33-26. Actually, Mac Jones had quite a game for New England, statistically. Justin Jefferson is one of Rich's new favorite players. <laughs> is he? Yep. We all picked Minnesota, and they won. After getting trounced by the Cowboys. They did bounce back nicely from that, I thought. Yeah. So, And those were the Thanksgiving games. All right, well, let's charge into week number 12, the rest of week number 12 here for this week. So... NFL Week 12. Week 12 in the NFL. We start off with Tampa Bay. They are... I didn't get Allen's picks, by the way, so... Uh-oh. I'll have to get them. I, I guess all Allen's picks are against Dan's. apologize for that, but he never sent them. <laughs> I forgot. But... Tampa Bay's three-and-a-half-point favorite in Cleveland. We will get Allen's picks, just not on the air. I like Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay, too. I don't see any way they lose to Cleveland here, even though they, Cleveland is home. I'll take Cleveland. All right. Yeah, I'll do Cleveland. Hookie's going with Cleveland. He likes their running game. The running game, they, they have a strong defense. I think their defensive... Front seven would rival Washington's. Okay. 
Yeah, Cleveland's defense was supposed to be so good this year. They're not winning a lot of games, but I don't know it's their defense's fault. But I wouldn't say it would be out of question for Cleveland to beat Tampa Bay here. But Tampa's pretty healthy now, and I think that they're going to pretty much win going away, in my opinion. Their defense is good enough to keep Cleveland from scoring too many points. You heard it here first. Cincinnati, two-and-a-half-point favorite in Tennessee. I am taking the Tennessee Titans. As am I. Um, yeah, I'm just going to. Uh, I'll take Cincinnati. All right. Because right, I think Dan's wrong. On to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. Houston's at Miami. Miami, a big favorite, 14 points. I'll take the Dolphins. I will also ride with Tua Tungabaloa. Just copying me again. And the Dolphins. Dan, just copying me. We're all on the Dolphins right now. Is Alan? I don't know. As I, you know, I, think, I don't know. I think if you're not here, you, you apparently pick against Dan. So <laughs> it looks like he's with Houston. That could happen. I might just do that if he never gives me his uh, picks. He should. Chicago. Would only be fair. My phone, my phone rings. Chicago is at the New York Jets, who are a six-point favorite. I'm going to take the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Dan likes the Jets to bounce back. I like the Jets to down, bounce back, too, especially with Justin Fields uh, sporting a sore, a sore non-throwing arm. Uh, I'll go with the Bears. Duh, Bears. Yeah. All right. Any reasons? Because um, Dan didn't pick them? Yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, Dan's typically wrong is one. <laughs> um, and, I, I mean, the Jets. One he's kicking my butt. The Jets. You know, only scored three points with their starting quarterback. How many points are they going to score with their third-string quarterback? Yeah, I you think know? he's better, actually, but we'll see. We'll find out. Atlanta's at Washington. Washington, a four-point favorite. I'm going with the Washington Commandos. Can't do it. I'm going with Atlanta. I think it's time for Washington to take a step back. Well, I just don't believe in Marcus Mariota. I hear you. He exists. I don't either, but the rest of the team I do believe in tomorrow. I mean Sunday. Uh, I'll go with the Nanders. Um, All right. Because of Jahan Donson's going to score three touchdowns. You must have him in Fantasy League. Nazareth's Nazareth's own, Nazareth, Pennsylvania's own, Jahad Dodson. All right. Well, maybe he will. Prediction from Hookie. Denver. Actually, a one-point favorite against somebody, and that would be Carolina. In Carolina. Can Mr. Unlimited do it? Um, I am going to go with Carolina. the Denver Broncos. All right. Frank, Frank Mr. Who, Unlimited. who's starting a quarterback for Carolina this week? I have no idea. He didn't last week either. It's Sam Darnold. Is he? Yeah. It is Sam Darnold. Hmm. I'll go with Carolina. All right. Well, you and I are in agreement then. That's good. I like when we're in agreement. Oh! That would make Dan. You don't know that. Alan could be wolf. with Denver. We, we should have been doing this all along, but anyway. Well, Alan could be with Denver, so. It's just the three threw me off. What about, how comes Rich never has pick games? He could. I mean, he'd probably do better than I am. <laughs> I don't know if he could do worse. Baltimore, three and a half point favorite in Jacksonville as we finish up the one o'clock games. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I got to go with Baltimore. Who did you say they were playing? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I'll take Jacksonville. There you go. Ow! We don't that know who Alan's picking. The Lone Wolf. Unless Allen picks Jacksonville. Yeah, but 
for the sake of the podcast, right now you're the lone wolf. That's just how it is. What if he never calls him in? I hope NFL Network doesn't sue us. <laughs> L.A. Chargers at the 4 o'clock game, the first 4 o'clock game, uh, playing in Arizona as Arizona gets Kyler Murray back. I'm going to take the Chargers. Give me the electric company. I like the Chargers, too, even on the road. Ook? Uh, I'll take Arizona. All right. You love that Kyler Murray suit, oh! huh? Well, Rich's second favorite wide receiver is DeAndre Hopkins. So Our second 4 o'clock game is Las Vegas at Seattle. Seattle, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The surprising Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to take the Hawks. Go Hawks! I'm with you, Dan. I love me some Seahawks this year. I'll hawk it up. All right. So we got no lone wolf at the moment. 4.30, the L.A. Rams take on your Kansas City Chiefs, Hook. The Chiefs are a 15-point favorite against the L.A. Rams. Thank you. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. No brainer. There's no way I can go with the Rams here. But you went with the Chargers Hookie. last week. I did because I thought they could win, and it was close. Mm. Yeah, um, a lot of injuries to the Chiefs, like I talked about, um, and they got to got to play the Rams, you know. And don't so even really have to write it down. You would think, you know, it could be a competitive one. It could, but it won't. Um, so I'll I'll take I'll take Mahomes and you're gonna go Chiefs. out on the limb. Take yeah. Mahomes. New Orleans at San Francisco. San Francisco, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take the Niners. Yeah, I think it's hard to win without a decent quarterback, and New Orleans is missing one. So I'm going with San Francisco. I'll take San Francisco in another snow game. There you go. Good snow. You never know. I mean, it's cold out there. Sunday night football. Our Green Bay Packers, Dan, are playing the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Unfortunately, I, I have to take the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. I got to go out on a limb here because I really need a win. I need to win over you, so I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to take Green Bay and hope that the trend continues of Philly not looking so good against competition. That's so. the game you decide to go out on a limb on? Um, yeah, it's the one. <laughs> Taking a chance. Uh, I'll go with the Eagles, I guess. All right, yeah. I mean, that is the smart pick, but I'm going out there. Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. Jeff Saturday's team, two-and-a-half-point favorite. What a dog of a game for Monday Night Football. I know, right? I'm going to take the Colts. Really? At home, because they're at home. Love you some JT. Well, I think they're going to run them early and often. Jonathan Taylor. Thomas. Or not. I'm going with Indianapolis, too. Hmm. I don't know. This could be a close one, you know. Well, Pittsburgh tight. surprised us last week. They teams. almost won the game. They could be playing each other. Mm-hmm. I imagine there'll be some scoring, some defense. Could be, could be. I'll go with Pittsburgh. Going with Pittsburgh. I'll All right. That win. makes Hookie. Ow! Unless Alan's taking Pittsburgh. The lone wolf for the sake of the podcast at the moment. Well, there's a lot of stuff we should do for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> we'll cut it short. All right, that was the week twelve slate. All right, well, thank you. You're uh, welcome for your picks, Hook and uh, Frank, and uh, for all you're doing over there, Rich. We forgot to tell people that Rich is here, even though he's been here the whole time. So, uh, when we're, we're going to wrap this podcast up, and when we do, we'd like to tell you about our church. If you're listening to this now, 
and you are wondering about why we call this podcast Sports Fellowship, here's why. We believe in the power of God and his love for us. We believe that Jesus died for our sins and that we have a direct line to communicate with him through prayer and even when we just need to share our struggles, our pain, or even our joys. We believe Jesus is alive, having been resurrected. Another thing we believe is how important it is that we gather with other folks and worship him while loving and supporting each other. This is what God has told us we should be doing, along with bringing the message out to the masses. Our church is First Baptist Church in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. We're located at 810 Red School Lane, technically in Lopacon, New Jersey. And so we'd like to invite you to come see our service at 10 o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, because it's not called First Baptist of Lopacon. Because it originally was on... Um, was downtown uh, on uh, it's true. Main Street. It's true. But shouldn't they change the name now? Well, maybe you should talk to the higher-ups. I will. That doesn't seem to be, doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah. So, we meet at 10 o'clock on Sunday, and FBC we'd love to see you there. We do, though, have another option. If you're not in the local area and you're just looking for a church service, or if you you're just rich and you want to get out of bed, check us out online www.fbcpberg.org is our online address, www.fbcpberg.org. And Dan, when we go on that site, what will we see? Well, first of all, if, you're, if, if you would like to attend our church but aren't able to uh, attend in person, we do offer several options of watching online. You can watch on uh, Facebook Live. You can watch on YouTube Live. Uh, just uh, go to the search bar and type in First Baptist Church, Phillipsburg, New Jersey, and our services will pu- will show up for you there um, at 10 o'clock in the morning every Sunday. Uh, so we'd love for you to join us there. There's a little comments thing on the side where you can make comments and say hi to people and everything. Uh, we would strongly encourage you to do that. Uh, but if you follow us on our church website, which is a wonderful option, you can go on there and you can hear different sermon series. You can listen to the audio only version or watch the video with the entire uh, service there for you. Uh, if you look back in the archives, you can actually uh, find several sermons preached by none other than the people's podcaster, you know, the voice of reason, a.k.a. Hookie, a.k.a. Jason Mahorsky. So we would really Just don't lo- ask for his autograph at church. Nobody asked for your autograph Dan, at church. you were trying to get people to get my autograph at church. No. Nothing there. like that happened. Mitch was there. Nothing like that happened. Anyway. It's inappropriate. So, so the, it, please enjoy, uh, go to our church website. There's all kinds of information about activities and programs and things for people of all ages uh, there. We really want uh, to, be, to minister to you and your family. Um, if you are somebody that needs uh, is going through something and needs someone to pray for you, if you have some prayer requests, some stuff going on in your life, we have an co- online communication card that you can fill out. And I would strongly encourage you to fill that out. We will pray for you, and we want to be there for you. And you can remain anonymous if you so choose. If, if you just put your uh, request there in the in the form, you can. You don't have to leave any other information. Um, if you choose to leave other information and would like somebody to reach out to you and and talk to you and be there for you um, and bless you in any way we can, we would love for you to do that too. But that's completely up to you. Uh, we just want you to know that we care about you and we um, really want you to uh, know that that you are loved, you are cared about, 
and whether you live in the Lehigh Valley area or not, uh, we're, we're not just some sort of social club. We, we really are in the business of people. Yeah, this podcast, you know, is we put it together as friends who also love Jesus. We love sports, but we love Jesus more, and we'd love to see you at our church at 10 o'clock on Sunday, 810 Red School Lane, Phillipsburg, New Jersey, really in Lopakon. Okay, so... Uh, one more thing for you before we close, by the way. But go ahead. I was just going to do a couple shout-outs. We want to shout-out our friend Vic, our friend Victor and his wonderful sister, Agata, and the Geikamas. Is hopefully, they're listening as they travel back from Michigan. Wonderful. Alan's picks came in. Okay. And I wanted to let you know that he picked Las Vegas over Seattle, making him Ow! the lone wolf. Other than that, he's in agreement with at least two of us. Okay. So. Sounds good. All right. All right. Well, without any further ado, may the love of Christ fill your heart. Football, baseball, tennis, basketball, even sports exotic. Oh. You get guys in soccer and if it's a sport, they've got it. Yeah. They have weird conversations about anything they think. Oh. They have so much in common, it's like their brains are in sync. Twins. We got Fox with the jokes. We got Frank with the knowledge. Oh. They care about all ages. They talk about rolling college. Is. They have that high quality content talking about the teens with their big boy shoes and their big boy dreams on. Oh. Yeah, you know who it is. Sports Fellowship. Number one. Follow Fox and Frank now.